Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast. I am your Bible Belt Atheist right here from Lynchburg, Virginia, the capital city of the Bible Belt, the capital city of all that is crazy and kooky about Christianity in our lovely country. Um, I was away for a couple weeks. Uh, I think I told you from the beginning I wanted to do this podcast uh, once a week, maybe more depending on when the mood hits. I don't have a defined schedule. I don't have sponsors to answer to. I don't have a boss. I do what I want. So I took off a couple weeks because I wanted to do what I want. But I got out of town, went on a little snowboarding expedition up to a nice little ski resort, got out of the evil empire shadow for a little bit, got to recharge, had an absolute blast, had a lot of fun. But I'm back, back in the saddle and ready to talk Christianity. One thing I've noticed over the last month or so, things are really quiet. And I know that quiet sounds like a great thing to a lot of people right now because we've lived in a pretty loud world for the last four years. And don't get me wrong, I'm appreciating the quiet. I'm enjoying the quiet. But the skeptic in me is concerned about dropping my guard, letting my defenses down, getting soft, that kind of stuff. Because the quiet is a little too quiet, if you know what I mean. Now, for the last four years, everybody's been screaming and yelling at each other and bickering at every turn. And the last four years, we've gotten to see who our neighbors really are, the people in our community. Everyone has shown their true colors, right? We all know now. For instance, all the people who uh, invaded the Capitol building with their Confederate flags and their Trump gear and their military ensembles, we know who they are now, right? We know what they're all about. We know what their beliefs are. And all of those people went back to whatever community they live in. And now everyone in their community knows who they are and what they're all about. So the last four years has kind of lifted the shadows on a lot of things. It's exposed a lot of things in the daylight. And that doesn't just change. That doesn't just go away. The quiet doesn't cover that up. And what I mean by that is all of these people who for the last four years have been loud and boisterous and threatening violence and threatening a coup and threatening a civil war. When Joe Biden was sworn in a month ago, they didn't just go home and go back to work and change their beliefs and change their opinions. And they didn't just all of a sudden come to their senses. No, they still, they're still mad. They're still angry. They're still wanting to change things in a violent way. But the underlying current is all of these people believe 
that their God is on their side. And they're doing it to honor their God because they believe that this country was founded under God to be a Christian country. So they feel like if they're fighting against the liberals and they're fighting against the Dems, then they're doing God's work. Doing God's work. Isn't that kind of how the 9-11 terrorists felt? Well, they didn't call it God. They referred to it as Allah. They were doing Allah's work. And if you go back through the history of time, a lot of violent eruptions and violent encounters have happened in the name of God, whoever their God happened to be. And that's the part that kind of scares me because these people didn't just go home after the inauguration and <clears throat> decide they were going to be quiet. No, they've gone back into their secret societies. They've gone back into the shadows. They've gone back into having their secret meetings in their members' garages with their secret handshakes and their secret uh, hooded outfits that they wear and their secret ceremonies and their indoctrination of their children to believe that if you don't believe that Trump should be the president, then you're just evil. And that God is on your side. No, they went back into the shadows. They went back into the underground. Now, for many years in this country, the mainstream hasn't really recognized those underground factions, those underground hate groups, the white supremacists. Um, they haven't been in the forefront. They haven't been part of the mainstream society until, oh, I don't know, maybe four years ago, because they thought that one of their own had taken the biggest job and the highest ranking job in our land. They thought that Donald Trump was one of them. And now, because the, one of them is in the White House and one of them is in charge, they feel like, well, now it's safe to come out. It's safe to take off the robes and the hoods, and it's safe to come out of the basements and the garages and the late-night meetings in the woods where they plan their attacks on the non-believers. No, they feel like in four years that they had Trump in office that they were safe, that they were protected, that it was okay to come out and be seen. And we saw them. Oh, yeah, we saw them. Everybody that attacked the Capitol, went home to a community that knew exactly who they were and exactly what they were up to. So now that it's all going to be done in the dark again and in the shadows and in secret, it becomes more dangerous. You know, I'm often conflicted when I think about the First Amendment and the freedom of speech. I hate hate speech, right? But who gets to determine what hate speech is? I would rather know that my neighbor is a crazy, bigoted asshole and know to stay away from him than to not know that and have him in my life and possibly in my house, okay? 
That's the one good thing about the last four years. That's the one good thing about the Trump presidency is now you know exactly who your neighbors are and you know what they're all about and you know what their beliefs are and you know what they're willing to fucking do in the name of their president and their God. And that's a little scary. It really is. Um, I used to not care about discussing politics with people. Up until four years ago, I don't think I ever really discussed politics with people. Um, because I didn't give a fuck. I didn't care what you believed or who you voted for or what church you went to. I didn't care about any of that stuff. If you were nice to me and you were a good person to me, then that's what I took you as. I took you as a good person and I took you as a nice person. So now I've learned the people that I really just want to stay away from. I figured it all out. They've shown themselves. They put themselves under the microscope so that I could see them for what they really were. You know, I used to go into the office for the last four years and people would argue and yell and people's faces would turn red and veins would pop out and they would argue and you know, everybody I work with are conservative Republican evangelicals, and they were just angry at the Democrats. They were angry at Biden. They were angry at anybody that opposed Donald Trump. And in the same conversation where they would talk about these politics, inevitably they would talk about God. You couldn't separate the two. The political conversations always ended up being religious conversations, because they thought that that was their cue. They thought that the religion and their faith in God was their permission slip to be the way they were, to believe what they believed, and to be able to force it down anyone else's throat. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had over the last four years where I've been told that I was a communist because I wasn't a Trump supporter, right? I was born in this country. I'm as American as anybody. I'm not a communist. But because I didn't believe in their God and their president, that made me the enemy. That made me the target, right? Well, you know, over the last month, all that has gone away. All of a sudden, my coworkers now, they're talking about their kids and their families, and they're talking about what they did over the weekend, and they're talking about new TV shows that they like, and we're talking about music that we like again. We're having all of these conversations now that don't have anything to do with politics. They didn't change their beliefs. They're still the same people that wanted to argue with me. They're still the same people that wanted to tell me that I was a communist and now I was un-American because I didn't support Donald Trump. They're just not talking about it now because they don't have their permission slip in the White House anymore. The coast isn't clear anymore for them to come out of the shadows and come out of the basement to proclaim their allegiance to this 
Cheeto looking motherfucker that obviously can't read or write. So where are they at? Where are they having these conversations? Did they just stop talking about politics? Did they just stop talking about Donald Trump being the savior of the country handpicked by their God? Did they stop talking about how the Democrats were trying to brainwash and human traffic their children? No, they're still talking about it. They're just keeping it to themselves. They're just trying to lay low and they're just trying to, what I believe, is plan their next attack. You know, Arab Arab terrorists for years in the 90s laid low. They laid really low. You'd hear about them. You'd hear about little cells popping up in the Middle East. They'd catch them training out in the desert and stuff. But um, they laid low for a while, and then 9-11 happened. In the name of their God, I will say again. So that's what concerns me. You know, as much as it made me uncomfortable to hear all the rhetoric and see all the stuff that was going on, you have to understand where I live right here in the heart of the Bible Belt. I saw it every day. I saw the big jacked up redneck pickup trucks with the the Trump flags flying on them. I saw everywhere I went shopping, anywhere out in public, public the MAGA hats and the Trump apparel and the we love Trump and Trump this and Trump that. I saw it everywhere. You couldn't get away from it. It was everywhere. But for the last month, I haven't seen any of that. I haven't seen a MAGA hat in a month. I haven't seen a pickup truck with a Trump flag on it. I haven't seen anyone wearing a Trump t-shirt or any of these things. It's like literally somebody turned off the faucet. And I haven't heard the people on TV crying out that, you know, their rights are being infringed upon because they can't have a fully loaded church every Sunday for whatever sermon they're going to shove down everybody's throats and beg for money at the end. I haven't heard any of that. Not one word. I haven't heard anybody talk about anything related to politics. Now, the God conversations still come up. I, I have coworkers that they're constantly try to, trying to prove to me how much of a Christian they are, which I think is pretty ridiculous. They have one or two that's always trying to preach to me. Everybody in my life knows that I'm an atheist. Everybody knows. Uh, it, you know, I don't, I don't wear a T-shirt that says it, or I don't put out public notices on the Internet that, hey, I'm, I'm now declaring myself an atheist. Um, but everybody knows, and everybody knows that I think that the belief in any religion is ridiculous. But they love to talk to me about it. And every time they talk to me about it, I've got some bullshit, sarcastic comment to come back to them. And they get more pissed off and then they get more determined that they're going to prove me wrong or prove themselves right or prove anything except that God is real. They'll prove 
how much of a Christian they are, and they'll prove how well they know the scripture and the Bibles, but they don't actually prove to me that God is real. And um, it's funny, I had a conversation just a couple of weeks ago with somebody at work, and they said to me, they said that, uh, I don't believe God is real because I haven't read the Bible enough. And, um, you know, I don't believe in Bigfoot either. Maybe I haven't read enough Bigfoot books. You know, I don't believe aliens either because I've never, I don't read alien books. You know, it's kind of bizarre. Um, you know, I guess I don't concern myself to whether or not Bigfoot or aliens are real because I've never had one knock on my door. You know, I'm a firm believer in if they're not under my roof, I really don't need to give a fuck about them. And that's kind of how I try to live my life is if you're not living under my roof or you're not a loved one that's part of my daily life, I don't really give a fuck about you. I really don't. I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy, but I might, I don't care who you vote for. I don't care if you go to church or not. I just don't fucking care. But I'm a little concerned now that I'm, I'm going to let my guard down. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, just not be cautious enough because these people that were pissed off and these people that thought that attacking the Capitol building was a good idea, they're still out there and they're still dangerous and they will still plan the next attack. And I think that I know some of these people and I'm pretty confident that some of these people that are in my daily life are fully capable of doing harm to me or anyone else that they feel doesn't believe in their God and their president. I think they're fully capable of harming someone over their religious beliefs. And that's what, to me, that's what the attack on the Capitol was about. It was about causing physical harm to people that did not agree with them. That's what their goal was. And that's what they accomplished. That's why they were going after Pence. They were chanting, hang Mike Pence. They wanted to cause physical harm to someone that did not agree with them. And that's the ultimate danger in our world. Not liking someone just because they don't look like you or they don't vote the same way you do or they don't go to the same church you go to or or whatever, just because you're different and they don't like you. Well, now, because of the last four years, they feel like, well, they, they don't have to just sit at home and not like you. Now they feel like it's okay to attack you. It's okay to attack whatever they think is ungodly or whatever they think is untrumpian. That's the fear that I have. The hate groups going back into the shadows, planning the next assault, the next attack. Because I feel like it's happening. And I feel like because of the last four years, 
the conversations that I've had, the arguments that I've been in, the people that I've debated back and forth, I feel like they will attack me unprovoked because they know I disagree with them about anything, about anything. So, that's how I feel about that. So, the next thing I would like to discuss is a word that I think feeds into all of this, everything that I've talked about today, and that word is persecution. The Christians have always believed that they've been persecuted because of their beliefs, always. And I guess in some societies throughout the history of time, they probably were. I mean, I seem to remember hearing stories about feeding Christians to the lions. Now, that's not acceptable. I don't think you should feed Christians to the lions. I really don't. Don't laugh. It's not, it's not funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, persecution is something that's real, and it has happened. But I feel like we live in a country that is pretty much run by the religious beliefs of people that came before us, our founding fathers, um, people that have held office over the years. You know, I think it says in God we trust somewhere on our money. So when I hear a Christian say that Christians are persecuted in this country, it just seems utterly ridiculous. This is the most religious country in the world. You know, the persecution part is ridiculous. It's just utterly ridiculous. But it fits the narrative. It really does fit the narrative. And what I mean by that is it's easy to play the victim card when you use the word persecuted or persecution or whatever it is. Um, it's easy to play that victim card because the one thing about Christians that I know is that whatever happens, it's never their fault. Never. It's either a blessing from God or a curse from the devil, one or the other. There's no in between, but if you feel like you're being persecuted, then it's easy to blame the devil, right? And that poor pitiful me bullshit is kind of just ridiculous and it's overplayed. And I hear people talk about it. Yeah, I heard somebody talking about the My Pillow guy. They were like, oh, he's just being persecuted because he's a Christian. Well, number one, he's not being persecuted. Everything that's happened to this dumb motherfucker happened because of what he said and did. I mean, he went to the White House to try to get the president of the United States to declare martial law. Now, I've read a little bit about martial law, and there's really not a declaration of martial law that's an option. It just kind of happens. There's not like a form for the president to, to sign to make it happen. It just kind of happens. But this guy, he, he believed that he was going to talk President Trump into declaring martial law. Now, I don't know how that would have benefited him because once martial law happens, I don't really fucking care where my pillows are at that point. But 
Yeah, I mean, that was the first thing that Christian said was, oh, he's just being persecuted because he's a Christian. And that's that's a great excuse for everybody. I mean, it really is. Now that I think about it, if I was if I was a little smarter, I might would ride that gravy train. You know, I think most of the people who claim to be Christians out there are really lying. They're just saying it because they want to fit in. Hell, I can do that. I can start claiming to be a Christian. And then anytime something negative happens, I can just tell people I've been persecuted because I'm a Christian. I don't know. The people that you know, stormed the Capitol, all felt like they were part of this small minority and that the rest of the country was against them and the rest of the country was out to get them and the rest of the company was trying to destroy them and take their freedoms away and take their right to bear arms away and take away their freedom of speech. And nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing it. All I heard about was, oh, my God, if Biden gets inaugurated, he's going to take everybody's guns away and he's going to lock down the country. Well, it hasn't happened. It's not going to happen. Get over yourselves. Stop with your pity party, poor, pitiful, persecuted me bullshit. Because that is exactly what it is. It's bullshit. It's a figment of your imagination just like your God is. Don't tell me that you're somehow in the minority and you're on the losing end of anything. You're winning, okay? This country is predominantly Christian. You're fucking everywhere. I can't get away from you motherfuckers. If you motherfuckers really were being persecuted and you really were the minority, my life would be a much better situation in this Bible Belt. I can promise you if that was the case, If you really were the minority, I would be able to get away from you crazy motherfuckers. But I can't. I can't go out my door. I can't go to work. I can't go to the store without hearing the bullshit. The poor pitiful me. The Dems are going to take our guns. The president is going to lock the country down. Hollywood is full of human traffickers and child molesters. I hear this shit all the fucking time. I'm, what do you want me to do? I don't believe in your bullshit. I'm not showing up at your pity party. I don't believe in Bigfoot. I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe in Santa Claus. I don't believe in the tooth fairy. Nobody's proven any of these things to ever be true to me. I'm not feeling persecuted. I'm not. 
What I am feeling is fear. I'm feeling fear because you do all have your guns. And you do all play the pity party. And you do all play the victim card. And you do all think you're fighting a war on the side of your God. And when you're really quiet, it creeps me the fuck out. When I don't hear about it anymore, when I don't hear the anger and the rhetoric, I just think that you're just letting it boil inside and one day you're just going to fucking explode. And you're going to explode towards me and towards my loved ones. It just, it's a scary situation for me. And I don't know anything about politics any more than I did four years ago. I don't know anything about policy changes. I don't know anything about how things get pushed through Congress and how bills end up on the desk of the president. I don't know how these things work. I have a fairly good idea. I can guess. Um, But at the end of the day, I don't really think things are much different than they were four years ago. I mean, other than COVID, but I don't think that really has anything to do with who the president is. I don't think that, um, I don't think much has changed in four years. I don't think much has changed in eight years. I don't think much has changed in 10 years. I still get up every day and go to work. Um, I still complain when I get stuck in traffic. I still pay my bills. I still worry about my son's future and his life. I still get pissed off when it rains two or three days in a row. None of that's changed. None of it. And it didn't matter who the president was. It didn't matter if I believed in God or not. It didn't matter. My life hasn't changed. Except for one thing. I now know what my neighbors are all about. I now know what my coworkers and people that I see in social situations, I've now seen their true colors. I now have a pretty good, pretty good idea of what they're capable of. When you watch TV and you watch other Americans attack our Capitol building, you now know what we're capable of. And when they do it because they think it's the right thing to do by God, then there's no convincing them otherwise because they already believe in something that's not true and not real. So the truth is not going to deter them from their crazy bullshit. If someone thoroughly believes things that aren't true, 
then the truth is not going to change their mind. And all of these people who have been really quiet for the last month haven't changed their mind. They haven't wised up. They haven't uh, rethought their beliefs. No, they're still there. And they're still willing to do whatever it takes to prove to everyone else how much of a patriot they are and how much of a Christian they are. You know, God-fearing Americans, that's what they are. And they're willing to kill you over that idea. They're willing to attack our own country over that idea. So there's no changing their minds. There's no talking them out of it. It's coming. It's coming. The next attack is coming. They're going to lay low for a while. They're going to go back into the shadows. They're going to put their hoods and robes back on. They're going to go back to their secret handshakes and they're going to go back to their little, you know, after church men's group meetings. Yeah. So I'm not going to let my guard down and I hope you don't either. I hope you saw your neighbors for what they really are. I hope you have taken down the idea or have abandoned the idea that there's good in everybody. Don't think for one second that there's good in everybody. Don't give people the benefit of that doubt. I've seen people scream and yell. I've seen people uh, condemn and threaten because they were in a conversation with somebody that they disagree with their beliefs. I've seen it go down. It's happened to me. I've gotten fired up. I've gotten pissed off at people that disagree with me and they were shoving it in my face that they disagree with me. I've been through all that. I know how hostile and I know how hot the conversations can get. But now that we know who our neighbors are and now that we know what they're really all about, Keep your guard up. Don't let your guard down for a second. Because these are the people that are capable of hurting you in the name of their God. They're capable of violence at any level to get the job done in the name of their God. Now, they'll claim Trump this and they'll claim Patriot that. But at the end of the day, they're doing it for their God. God and country, right? That's their motto. That's what they believe in. God and country. And don't think one of these crazy motherfuckers will not kill you because of their beliefs in God and country. So protect yourselves. All right. That's enough for this one. The Bible Belt Atheist Podcast. And I am the Bible Belt Atheist. I know I got a little dark on this one, but I get a little dark sometimes. I'm sorry. I can't be funny all the fucking time.
right? I can't, I can't be hilarious every day. Work with me, people. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you liked it, please tell a friend or an enemy or whatever and uh, subscribe so you'll get the next one as soon as it comes out. Rate me wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Feel free to email me. Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation, just the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. Keep your guard up. We know what they're all about now. They've shown themselves. And have a great day.